While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back. That was a doozy. That was uh, Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro. He's actually going to call back tomorrow. So we're working on that. He's going to call in tomorrow to Chris and me um, to talk more about his findings from the ICE, uh, from reviewing the tapes of that May 1st, 2020 incident with ICE that we haven't seen. You know, we talked about it. We had Sheriff Hodgson in uh, when he, you know, while he was campaigning and he talked about, uh, we had the plaintiff from one of those cases just happened to call in. It's crazy. And now Sheriff Hero says he has the tapes. He talked a little bit about what he saw, and we're, we're going to get into that. I see some people uh, patiently waiting on the line. Let's, let's get to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Oh, okay. So, um, so 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, that was quite, again, a doozy of a, of a, of a news. I, I got some messages asking the sheriff questions, um, the sh- with, you know, asking the sheriff questions. I couldn't get to him obviously. Cause then, we got into that, <laughs> and that's a major, major story. So, so we'll um, we'll talk we'll talk more about that with Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro tomorrow. But just reacting to it, what he said is it wasn't a riot, but it was also prevent the incident was preventable. He said Sheriff Hodgson's former Sheriff Hodgson's recounting of that event was more or less accurate. So, except for some, a couple of specific incidences, which he said he didn't, um, he was he was pretty disturbed by. The way he described them, I'm also disturbed by. Um, you know, uh, having a guy who's in cuffs, holding his face up to a chain link fence with a dog with no, uh, no muzzle in it on the other side, seems... Well outside the scope of anything that's necessary, um, you know the incident with the guy who he said he you know he couldn't get on his knees because his knees hurt. He said there was other positions that he, they, he could have assumed, but they could have helped him assume. He said that incident was taken too far. We'll get more into the details with him. Um, I have a copy of that report somewhere. It's public, but a copy of that report on my computer somewhere. I'll have to read it again so that we can get into that because that is really important. So. I did reach out to the press uh, public information officer, John Darling. He said the information is with uh, Attorney General Campbell's office. So I am in the process of writing an email to Attorney General Campbell's press secretary. So 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hello. Yes. Good evening, Marcus. Hey, what's up? 
How you doing? You uh, know uh, why can't the public see this video and see for themselves? We're, we're, really trying, we're gonna we're gonna get a copy of it. I'm I'm asking. Well, we're gonna try to because right. apparently the attorney general has the authority to distribute it. So we're I'm like I said I'm writing a letter. I, I'm writing a letter, uh, an email to 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 Campbell's press secretary, um, and asking her to to if we can have the tapes. Well, it's freedom of information. I understand. You can you can demand that. I I, I know what a FOIA. I I know what a FOIA is, but I I I happen to know. You're an attorney. I'm just saying uh, that's something that you're going to pursue if you don't get it. I I, give you the runaround. Yes, we will FOIA the the tapes if we don't get them. But I know Campbell's press secretary. I'm going to ask them right now. I don't have a FOIA form with me. I'm just going to ask them if they can send it. If they don't send it. I'm going, then yes, we will pursue a FOIA. Yeah, of course. Because that's the best way to do it, because it's, other than that, it's hearsay. You know, uh, you have Sheriff Hodgson said one thing, and you got uh, Sheriff uh, Hero, Hero saying another. Well, that, not not really. I mean, he said that Hodgson's accounting of it was more or less correct, but there were some specific incidences of abuse that he was, um, that he that he was upset about. So you, so he's accusing uh, the former sheriff of malfeasance. I think he's accusing one of the employees uh, of of that. I, I I would say that's fair to say. Yeah. Well, when it's like you said, when we see the video, then we'll uh, the video what, put it this way will speak for itself. As far as the news story, that uh, top news story of the day, uh, Jack Douglas uh, Texera of uh, yeah North Dayton. Yeah, it's quite a story. It's quite a story, you know. With that, but what's hard to believe is that a, well, according to Bloomberg, they say uh, Jack was a uh, petty junior. Uh, some news reports say he was an Air Force pilot. Uh, Merrick Garland says he's an employee of the uh, Massachusetts uh, Air Force National Guard. Yeah, that's that, that's what that was my understanding. And then uh, Bloomberg's reporting that uh, Jack was a, a, a cyber specialist. Uh, another news report says... Well, he could be uh, working for the Air National Guard and be a cyber specialist. That goes and then to... they said another news report from a different news outlet said he's an IT, uh, IT support. Well, that seems... that seems. I mean, those things are fairly, you know, cyber specialist and IT, IT guy. That's, I mean, that's... That doesn't seem like that's far off. I you mean, he could... And, and it's not mutually exclusive. He could be doing... IT or some sort of computer tech stuff and be working for the Air National Guard. I'm, right. I'm quite certain they have a they, they have a time and space for somebody that has those the skills. Asso- the Associated Press said that the New York Times was the first to identify the leak. Now, mm-hmm. my question is, uh, how does the uh, New York Times uh, get privy to the information? Uh, are they part of the Pentagon? Um, I mean, the New York Times has sources in the Pentagon, obviously. Yeah. In fact, the, well, the Pentagon feeds the New York Times stories uh, this, quite a bit. The CIA this, does, this too. This is a matter of national defense. Yeah. You're going after someone that is uh, allegedly or you have suspicions. Uh, then there was a leak from the Pentagon to the New York Times. There's leaks everywhere. It's like, uh, you know what I mean? The leaks are, are dripping from all sides. It's very... Uh, it's very disturbing that uh, all of this stuff is coming out. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I mean, that's kind of typically how it goes. That's how that's how the media is able to get their information is from leaks from sources from from the from the federal government. 
Yeah. I mean, well, well, let me. Just I mean, I think it's the, the the Pentagon Papers. You got Jack Douglas Teixeira or Teixeira, whatever, however they want to pronounce it, Petty Junior. Uh, I think it's uh, low hanging fruit. The FBI goes and uh, arrests the, the young man, twenty one year old man. Uh, who's his commanding officer, and why? Why would be he be privy to an IT guy to highly classified information? Because that should only be to uh, a specific uh, small uh, number of people who should be privy to high classified information. Who's his commanding officer? Yeah, I don't know. We haven't heard a thing. Well, we need to know. How yeah. can uh, a, a Petty Junior get that kind of information about what's happening in uh, uh, on a foreign theater of war? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So you got a leak from the New York Times because you got somebody on the inside from the Pentagon. Again, that's the that's, New York that's, Times, but that's fairly, young guy. That's fairly common. Gotta, yeah, what I'm uh, saying, it shouldn't happen. you got Jack, who's according to the news report, a news report, the sources, that he was on social media playing video games, and he was downloading information and dis- distributing it electronic, uh, electronically to others. I mean, this is a, a breakdown of intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is. I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of split on whether or not the New York Times, you know, whether or not there should be. I think leaks to media organizations isn't necessarily a bad thing um, in a lot of circumstances. Uh, you know, like Pentagon Papers is a good example of that. Yeah. Right? Well, I think there's more to this story. This there's, there's uh, more to this story than we're being told. Because yeah. this is, uh, Jack is low-hanging fruit. We need to know who the higher-ups, especially his commanding officer, and what he knew or what he didn't know, what kind of access, security clearance Jack uh, Douglas Dixera has. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my concern. Well, it was uh, good talking to you, Marcus. Have I, a good night. I appreciate that. Just to clarify, Pentagon Papers was released by Daniel Ellsberg, who worked for the Rand Corporation. Um, but... Uh, but the point of the, the fact of the matter is it was a significant discovery, right? And one that was important to reveal to the public and that was done through an illegal leak. So, um, but he's still alive, actually, Ellsberg, I believe. Um, but uh, 508-996... 0500 is how you can join us this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hi. What's up? Not much. The kid in North Dighton, uh, he's in a heap of trouble. But, you know, nobody's talking about the content. I had Hannity on. They're talking about, oh, boy, you know, we got leaks and information's coming. Nobody talking about the content. They already said that Edward Snowden, remember Edward Snowden? Of course, yeah. He released information that proved that we were being spied on. Yeah, he released the information basically in the NSA gathering metadata uh, for the most part. And then he had to, then he had to basically, um, he had to, he, he, I I don't know if he still lives in Russia, but he was living in Russia for a while. No, he he got married and he left Russia. Okay. I'm going to give you his address, you know, I'm going to reveal anything, but... Edward Snowden was called, he was a whistleblower. Yeah. And they called Just him like a traitor, a Benedict Arnold. Well, there's, got, it's always the, there's always a tension with that. Like I said, with, El, with people like Daniel Ellsberg, with people like Edward Snowden that reveal information that is probably important for the public to know, but does 
does betray, you know, um, you know, do, is illegal and technically does betray your official duty to the federal government. There's always a tension between whether or not they're doing something dutiful and whether or not they're, you know, they're doing something, you know, wrong or unpatriotic. Well, I, you know, well, it's your opinion. You know, it depends. You hate the country, then obviously he was a traitor. Hillary Clinton wanted them dead. She wanted them before a firing squad. Ob- Obama wanted them too. They all, they all did. Yeah, Obama called them out. Is the worst traitor going? Absolutely worst traitor of the century. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Trump did many favors either. It's not like, I mean, I, I think the, the you know, in, in terms of, I think the national security state and whoever's in charge of the federal government, there seems to be unanim- unanimity there and how to handle Edward Snowden. And yeah, well, uh, we're, we're, what, what the media has immediately done now, they have not, they said he is not a whistleblower. I'm a several, it was CNBC, uh, CNN, blah, blah, blah. They said, no, he's not a whistleblower. He's criminal, criminal activity, blah, blah, blah. They're going to try to put him in an Edward Snowden box. I'm sorry they're going to do that because Edward Snowden got the hell out of the country. And, yeah. if it, and he got his stuff released. This kid got caught flat-footed. Every, everybody in his little chat room should reveal everything they got and get transparent real quick. And if you want to play the Democratic game, I'm, being, I'm not running off on him. You don't even have to think much about this. The kid ought to claim himself right now. LGBTQ, I'm considering a transgender operation. I am totally democratic. I'm all for the Democrats. That didn't help. That, that didn't. What, what do you, what, why, why should he do that? That didn't help. Um, well, what's what's that didn't help Shannon Manning. That didn't help Shannon Manning. Did it? Are Shannon Manning told to do with me. Are you trying to? You didn't even think what I said. You just bopped right at me. No, you just said. I'm going to bop right back at you. He should up and listen to me. You're the host. You're the talk master. You can do better than that. I like the talk master, but you said he should transition. What does that mean? Um, I, I, I was asking you to explain that. <laughs> it was uh, Bradley Manning, formerly Bradley Manning, now Shannon Manning, right? I think it's Shannon Manning. She transitioned. She was, um, she was, she was, she was, she was sentenced imprisoned for similar charges i didn't know what he meant by it um i asked him to explain he, he didn't didn't take the opportunity unfortunately if you want to call back it's fine 508-996-0500 uh i guess we, yeah we'll talk about the um the leaks from the guy in dighton and uh and we'll, we can also talk about the revelation that um paul Haro, uh Bristol County Sheriff said he's seen the videos, uh, the videos of the ICE detention incident. So let's uh, take a break and we'll be back. We have a great listening audience. I'm reminded that it's um, Chelsea Manning, not Shannon Manning. I think I said Shannon Manning. It's Chelsea Manning. That's who Bradley Manning had. He was formerly Bradley Manning. He transitioned. She had transitioned. And now she she's Chelsea Manning. But she was imprisoned for... Um, and in prison for uh, v- very similar circumstances. All right, let's uh, I think it was a video of uh, drone footage. Good evening, you're live. You guys are all a bunch of shambles. All right, I'm I'm sorry that I upset you. Uh, all right, is that it? All right. I'm sorry I upset you. I, I don't know what I uh what I did to upset you, but I, I uh uh I don't know. 
508-996-0500. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh, okay. I'm on. I didn't know why I thought you were on with another person. No, it's it's you. Okay. I, uh, it's I just wasn't sure if you were going to yell at me like I'm not, the last two have calls. Have I ever yelled at you? I no, no. I, just, I didn't know if you were a caller that would have yelled at me. No, no, no. I, I'm trying to be as civil as I can. But there is something I'd like to bring up that happened on Tim's show. And, again, it's not Tim's fault. Uh, it was with the mayor uh, at the end of the program. Okay. There was a lady from the uh, Buttonwood Park, I guess, uh, facility, that an elderly lady, probably maybe I'm older than her, and she was complaining uh, how they were, you know, basically let go out of the place uh, and informed that they were going to be let go. And uh, it was at the end of the program. They didn't have a chance, and the mayor didn't have a chance really to answer in any uh, length. But she made a charge that the lady that's running the, um, I guess, the elderly uh, program uh, wasn't very nice to the uh, people at uh, Buttonwood when they came back. She was kind of abrupt with them. And maybe she wasn't. I don't know, okay? But I do think the way those people were given a fait accompli, you know, that you're out of here uh, was very poor decorum. I, I you know, I'm I, not familiar because I, I heard most of the interview. I heard, I thought I heard all of it. Actually, well, it was really at the end of the show. Of okay. the show and really, I don't think the mayor really had a chance to respond. But the, again, I just think of an elderly person, and maybe I'm older than she is, of being like my grandmother. So there was someone that was working at Buttonwood. No, 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 she, she, I guess, went to Buttonwood and they changed it so they could let the people, I think, that need all-day care go there because they claim it's much bigger than the other places. And, you know, the lady basically said that uh, we were out of there because of the COVID and we came back, who's ever in charge now, uh, wasn't very nice to us. And uh, then we were informed that we're out of here with no uh, prior knowledge that that was going to happen. I think... Uh, those people that go there should have at least been given the chance, you know, to, expo- you know, hear that what was going to happen and, and get their feelings about uh, how they felt about that and whatever and not be given a fait accompli. You know, fait accompli, accomplished fact, you're out of here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, I feel very sorry for the woman uh, and, and uh, you know, and I don't know how many other people in that area feel like that. I... I don't know much about those programs, but I think it, you could have kept the people there and maybe put the people that needed more attention, all-day attention, maybe down at uh, Fort Robin and that big auditorium area they have when you come in. And it might have been better to do that, but I'm not familiar. I, I just felt sorry for the lady because, uh, again, when I hear somebody older like that, I think of my grandmother being given, you know, uh, the bum's rush, show, so to speak. You're out of here, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, it's terrible. I, yeah, I don't like I, it either. I think it was done very poorly when they when they talk about you know the, the proper you know way of uh, you know putting things on a uh, uh, on the uh, election there for the uh, the three questions and there should have been due diligence. I think there should have been some uh, um, you know tender care, tender loving care TLC about how they informed the seniors, uh, you know that they were going to be moved out of that or at least let them know, you know, prior to doing it and how they felt about it and not just come on with this is accomplished fact and you're out of here, you know. That's, that was, to me, that was just poorly done to old people. It's like, you know, kicking a little kid or something like that, too, you know, that sort of stuff. So I just wanted to, you know, get that out there and, 
you know. Yeah, hopefully the mayor can provide a little bit more clarity to the situation well, it's, it's when the, he's on with Tim. Yeah, well, it's no, it was at the end of the program, so we yeah, really yeah. couldn't. But it was the way the whole thing was done. You know, it was just, you have no say. You're out yeah. of here. You know, they, they should have at least let the elder people, you know, vent maybe their frustrations if they had any about that taking place. And I, I just felt very bad about that. The other thing, too, another another situation, I, I watched the city council meetings and stuff uh, because I could sometimes get it on cable. Don't know when they're coming on. Uh, but uh, I know Gilly Safiotis, you know, has a lot of uh, issues that he follows and stuff. And I happened to see a while back when they had the meeting about, I think it was people in Trip Towers who were, again, elderly people uh, who were afraid about some of the younger uh, people that are being put in their uh, facility uh, because it's constant coming and going and this and that and the other. And, you know, uh, I, uh, there was about six people that spoke and, uh, elderly, and, uh, you know, they seemed to be afraid, okay? And at that meeting, the city council said that they were going to look into it and uh, call in the housing authority and ask them, you know, about what's going on and stuff. And, of course, at the last meeting that you guys went to, your station, Gilly was there with a sign saying, okay, you asked the media to come in, they're here, and uh, you asked the, you, the housing authority to come in, why, why aren't they here? Now, I don't know if the city council is the boss over the housing authority because I think that's a federal job. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's basically fully funded by, you know, HUD money, right? It's my understanding. Yeah, uh, but maybe in name, the city council has an obligation or right to call... Uh, who's the head of it? Is it Borgard? Have I got it wrong? You're talking about Gilly's issue with Steve? I mean, I, 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 I frankly don't think that needs to be really aired out, um, uh, you know. Well, much. again, again, I saw the I, I, I think, I think uh, honestly, I think Gilly's got an axe to grind. I, I, I think Steve's a good guy, and I, I don't think that that issue really needs to be. I, I understand, you know, where you're coming from. Well, I, I just saw don't the, think that I saw the, the, that the issue meeting tonight be... when the people came there and Gilly wasn't allowed to speak. Yeah. And some of those people seem scared, okay? And uh, to me, it would be nice if someone from the Housing Authority, because the scoop, the... The city council did ask someone to come and talk about it, okay? And, uh, again, uh, no one from the housing authority uh, came to the city council, as you guys did, and you guys didn't have to, and the media, uh, to speak to an issue, okay? And um, maybe Gilly's going to ask the grant, maybe he doesn't, but I, I saw some you know, some people that were elderly and, again, and alone and upset. Well, know? his big thing was getting Steve off the licensing board or whatever. He didn't want well, him I'm on the licensing board. I'm not trying to get him board. off the licensing board. But and he's not on the licensing board anymore, so okay, it's but like... I, I just think somebody who's ever the head of the housing authority, maybe I got this wrong. Okay. It's Steve Beauregard. It is, okay. Yeah. That someone should have come and, you know, met with the city council and said, yes, we're looking into that, or... You know, maybe we shouldn't have uh, uh, younger people uh, in with the older people. I don't. But again, just to blow it off and not even show up, I, I, I can understand where they might be able to do that because maybe the city council really has no authority over them because they are a federal agency. They're, they're called the New Bedford Housing Authority, but you mm -hmm. know <laughs> they get they get paid by the feds. Okay, so maybe they don't have to go there. But I, I again, I think it would be, you know decent decorum to say, all right, we'll go and we'll answer any questions. Just like you guys in the media didn't have to go to the thing that they called. And Channel 6 came, Channel 10, uh, you guys, uh, uh, New Bedford Light was there. You know, uh, it was just, uh, you know, a decent thing to do, that sort of thing. So, 
Again, yeah. Gilly aside, I saw those people there that night. He couldn't speak. And uh, some of those people down there seemed scared. And the city council said that they would, you know, have the housing authority come in. And I understand. Okay. So that's all I'm trying to... No, I get where you're coming from. I yeah. just, I wasn't sure because I know that Gilly's been talking about how he wasn't able to speak at a meeting. He's been talking about it for a while. Yeah, I understand. I just, you know, I was like, I, I think that that, that issue was- in terms of it being aired out on this program needs to needs to be retired. But if it's the public at large, if mo- yeah. more people want to speak on this, I think that's a much different story. Yeah, and again, the, the, the city council did say, I think Brian Gomes said that they would look into it. And I think even, I think, I'm not sure if Linda Morad was there, but they said they would ask the city, you know, the housing authority to appear before them and, you know, uh, yeah. ask, ask them questions as they, as they did with you guys. And you guys don't really have to go there as the media. You know, you, you know, you've all, really, you showed up, uh, you know. I think it's a fair request okay. for the city yeah. council. I agree. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. See, and I didn't <laughs> yell at you, you know. I <laughs> appreciate it. I think you get more done without yelling if you can and not get, you know. I, I concur. Again, the, the, the person that I was very impressed with that came on your show was John Bullard. You know, he seemed to disagree with, uh, you know, Mayor Lang about yeah. what should be done. And he did it in a very, very gentlemanly way and and said, too, that he, you know, his brother was in the same law office with him, so they're friends and everything, and we have a disagreement, but it wasn't yelling and screaming, and, uh, you know, I, to tell you the truth, I'm trying to follow his lead. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, very right. hard. <laughs> yeah, John was a good guest. I got to get him back on, Yeah, actually. yes, he was, he yeah. was, okay. So, uh, well, uh, that's about all I have. Do you have any questions you want to ask of me? Uh, no, no. I, 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 think, I think I'm good. Uh, you know, that next, the, I think the veto overrides are next week or the week after, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And oh. I know you had the Fairhaven people on. Uh, yeah. Early, I, I, again, Wednesday night, are these nights usually Thursday night? My, my night's out to eat sometimes, and I don't get the first part Shame. of the show. Shame, shame. Well, I got, I got to eat, you know. <laughs> eat at home. Order takeout. No, we got DoorDash now. You must be like me. I don't, I'm sure you don't eat home too much either being a single guy. You know, yeah, sort of yeah, no, I mean, it depends. Um, this this job kind of makes it hard sometimes, but on the weekends, yeah, I like yeah, to go out but, somewhere. Yeah, again, yeah. cooking for one, you throw away a lot of stuff. I found that out very, very early in my life. That's uh, so. true. And again, you, that way you can... You know, whatever you eat, uh, you leave where you are, and you mm-hmm. throw it away. You don't bring it into your house, and so that's, I, that's helpful, too. I, and stuff I like hear that. that. But, uh, no, uh, again, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I heard the Fairhaven thing and everything, and I really think the firemen misplayed their hand. I think they should have went for... Well, now it's it's not even about the fire department now. Now it's, you know, across... Yeah, the, the school committee gets into it, too, and uh, the schools are going to lose money and this and that. Yeah, I understand. I think they would have been better served if they went for the... What is it? The FIFA grant? Is that what they call it? The FIFA or whatever? Safer. And, what is it? Safer. Safer grant. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if they went for the Safer grant for the fire department... Uh, maybe got a few guys on there and showed their worth and now open it up to a two-and-a-half thing. Well, the school's going to lose money, though, too, and this one's going to lose money. And again, Fairhaven has a tradition of being a very tight town, okay, yeah. and not wanting to open up the gates like that to say, well, you know, all that. And again, I think Fairhaven has changed. And I think they explained that they've been able to do that with uh, taking free cash, but now they're out of it. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got to, they've got to move in a more financially sustainable I, direction. I think the free cash is going to be there for a rainy day. And if, I, I, again, I think I agree with you and Chris that Fairhaven has grown 
and they need help on the fire department. They may even need help in the uh, in the school system. And this is going to come hey, through tax dollars. I, I, I got to take these calls and hit right, this break. So I, all right, always, I mean, always give me plenty of time. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Oh, wait. Good evening. Hello. Yes, hello. Good hey. evening. How you doing? You know, tonight I just figured that I would go to bed early, listen to the radio. Uh, what is your first name? Marcus. Marcus. I've never called your program, but I've never heard a bunch of complainers in all my life on this program. <laughs> There's nothing constructive that they're offering. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> so you ruined my whole night here trying to listen to talk radio with all these jibba-jab is calling in. Now, that well, sounds terrible of me, but that's how I Well, now you're complaining. You're adding to it. No, yes, I am complaining. <laughs> I certainly am. Uh, this yep. is this is a forum for people to talk about the things that 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 they that that matter to them. So, that's that's um <laughs> quarter of those people don't even they're not involved in any of that. They just I, like to talk talk talk. That's what it is. <laughs> Now tell me something. Is is Mr. McCarthy coming? Is he on tomorrow? Mr. McCarthy will be on tomorrow. Okay. He ha I all he ha he's very interesting, that gentleman. I agree. Well well I'm sorry to complain to you, but I don't <laughs> want to okay. hold it up hold it up anymore hey, so somebody I, else can call. Listen, you I appreciate I appreciate you calling in. Have a good evening. You too. All right, I gotta take a break. I'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Com. WBSM isn't just a broadcast, it's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. We're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, we were talking about a few things. I mean, one of the things is the um, the alleged uh, whistleblower um, in Dighton, who is a, uh, apparently an employee of the Army, uh, of the Army National Guard. Uh, this 21-year-old Jack Textera of North Dighton is expected of uploading highly sensitive documents, U.S. military documents online. The documents apparently reveal secrets about the U.S. government spying on allies and enemies, along with military strategy and information on the war in Ukraine, among other taboo topics. Uh, those were all uh, reportedly photo photographed and uploaded to a Discord server last month. So he was arrested today. New York Times identified him earlier. Um, says he leads an online gaming chat group called Thug Shaker Central, where the photos first appeared. He's an airman first class with the 102nd Intelligence Wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Uh, multiple outlets have reported the document leak may compromise U.S. national security. So i we need to a little bit more clarity on what these documents exactly contain um and you can find out more on wbsm.com you can read kate robinson she's got a great story but i always say it depends on you know what this information reveals um you know uh it's it's there's always like i said there's always a tension with that stuff you think about daniel ellsberg and edward snowden um in particular uh even um Chelsea Manning, uh, people who have 
released information that, you know, more or less reveals a bad thing that the government did, right? In Daniel Ellsberg's case, it was the Pentagon Papers, um, you know, which talked about the U.S. government's involvement in the Vietnam War um, with, uh, I believe it was Chelsea Manning, it was drone footage um, that showed some pretty horrifying stuff. I think it was drone footage. And I'll have to check up, I'll have to, I'll have to check that. I've been trying to refresh myself on this stuff and um, reach out to the AG's office to see if we can get those um, tapes. Because I, I don't know if you, in case you didn't hear, Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro has revealed, and we'll, we'll get the podcast up soon, but Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro has revealed that the, um, uh, has revealed that the ICE detention tapes uh, have been, uh, have been released by the attorney general. He had an opportunity to look at it. We're going to have the sheriff back on tomorrow. So I'm working on booking that for you guys. So we'll have him back on t- tomorrow to discuss more uh, about that, about that incident. So uh, until then, 508-996-0500 is how you can join me. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app. Uh, just following up on something Jen from Fairhaven said earlier, what is the override exactly going to fund? Firefighter school, what are departments... Why are, why are departments not providing analytic, analytics specifically for tourism? Is tourism providing actual revenue? Um, I don't know, but, you know, I, I, I don't know what tourism has to do with it. But my, I guess, you know, if it's not one particular department, right? That's, it's, it's, it's all departments that are, you know, it's not one particular part, the department you say, oh, we cut that or all of our problems are going to be solved, right? It's... You know, it's a systemic issue. Um, has to do, honestly, with probably some poor fiscal management over the years. Fairhaven is now under almost completely new leadership than it was just a few years ago. And so it's a time for curative measures to figure out how the town can operate a tourism department, a fire department, a school department, among other things, in a financially sustainable way. Um, so I think that's I think that's the the, the current position um, of the uh, of the town. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. We'll also take your messages on the app chat. I'm going to take one more break for the hour, and then we will be back. Hey, welcome back to the show. 508-996-0500. I just uploaded the podcast from the first two hours. So in the first hour, again, we had... Um, Fairhaven Select Board members Leon Corey and Stacia Powers, they talked about the Prop 2.5 override proposal, which is a proposition for people in Fairhaven to uh, proposition basically asking the town if for one year they can raise taxes beyond the 2.5% limit. And they estimate it's going to cost uh, $11 per 100000 dollars uh value uh assessed on the household so you can check that out again on wbs um I mean, you can check that out on the podcast uh south coast tonight anywhere podcasts are offered it's there got a great catalog of actually good podcasts i also just uploaded the, the podcast with um sheriff harrow asking him basically uh we're talking to him about his first 100 days conference and then uh uh, press conference. Um, you know, we talked a lot about a, a lot of stuff, but then he had revealed that he saw the tapes from the May 1st, 
2020 incident with ICE. Um, so, you know, if you're unfamiliar with the story, I'll explain. And we're also talking about the, uh, the man from Dighton uh, who's just been arrested for leaking uh, documents related to, I guess, um, some uh, espionage uh, strategies or spy um, information in, um, and information related to the war in Ukraine. So you can check that out on WBSM.com, the WBSM app, anywhere podcasts are offered. Um, the, just, to, just to go over the, the tapes again. So in May 1st, 2020, during that like, height of the COVID pandemic, there was an incident between the Bristol County Sheriff's uh, officers and the ICE Detention Center. The, what exactly happened in that incident has been sort of, I mean, has been, not sort of, has been, you know, very widely disputed. Um, between the parties involved, you know, between the the sheriff's uh, former sheriff Hodgson, Attorney General Healy, Haro had said, you know, he basically he said the whole incident was avoidable, but he also said more or less what Hodgson said was true. I, uh, I'm true in terms of he said 90 seconds people were out in flex cuffs and they were they were out. So the, there were a couple incidents that were. He described the way he described them, I personally think are horrifying. One incident in particular is the guy who was handcuffed and being held against the fence with a, you know, an unmuzzled dog on the other side of it. Um, he was handcuffed. It, it doesn't make any sense that that one in particular. Um, so he's going to come back on tomorrow, actually, to talk more about it. That's a big story. So we're going to be following that very closely here. Um, I've reached out to the AG's office. I'm hoping they can provide us a copy with the, of those tapes. So um, we, we've, we've, you know, I, we have a made contact because um, I asked uh, Jonathan Darling, who's the public information officer for, um, for Hero and was also the PIO for Sheriff uh, Hodgson before. And he said that the attorney general's office has, you know, has the authority basically to release those tapes. So reached out. Hopefully they can provide it to us because that's a big story. Um, so, I mean, I'm really interested in that. I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, we'll, we'll see what, you know, we'll see more what Haru says um, tomorrow. We're going to ask him more if Chris will be there as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a good show Friday night on, on South Coast tonight. We always make some big news. Always make some big news. So you always want to tune in on Friday nights here uh, at WBSM. But 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, you know, you can complain <laughs> if you want. I know another caller said that uh, there a lot of complaining. I mean, here's the thing. You know, this is a forum for you to talk about issues that matter. Um, sometimes that can sound like complaint sometimes it can't sound like a grievance but you can air, air your grievances here it's kind of what it's for sometimes it can be annoying um in particular circumstances but for the most part uh you know you guys are concerned citizens and you are concerned about what's going on in your com community uh, i i you know i wasn't particularly annoyed by any specific caller today uh so um i think it's all fine call in say what you want and if i don't like it i will tell you that i don't like it <laughs> oh <laughs> Hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, 
508-996-0500. We'll also take your messages on the app chat if you want to join in or chime in on the conversation. Uh, again, check out those podcasts with Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro in the first hour. Really dense conversation that we had. He's going to call back tomorrow. We're going to set that up with... Um, with uh, with his with his public information officer, so Chris and I will be able to talk to him uh, tomorrow about that. That's going to be a good conversation. We'll also talk to um, we'll also talk to I believe Ward Five City Councilor Scott Lima is scheduled to uh, um, to join us as well to talk about in um, his thoughts on Mitchell's uh, housing plan. So. Never a dull moment here on South Coast tonight, and we're always happy that you can join us. Um, and uh, again, thanks to Leon Corey, Stacia Powers, thanks to Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro, thanks to all of you who called in, who who app chatted, or who just listened. Uh, we do appreciate it. It's what keeps us going. Go to WBSM.com. I wrote a couple stories. One was on Keating's housing conference, which was really important stuff. He talked about how to you know get more affordable housing in New Bedford. You can go check that story out. You can check out the story on Haro's press conference today. It's really important that you read those that you that you that you go and read those stories. It helps us out a great deal. So go check those out.